for listening and being a part of Mama Said. And thanks in advance for supporting these sponsors in this episode. They help us have this much fun with you every week for free. So enjoy the show. Well, a, a boy's best friend is his mother. No one said being a parent would be easy, but now you don't have to go through it alone. Actress and mother of two, Jamie Lynn Sigler, has teamed up with musician and stay-at-home mother of two, Jenna Paris, to create a safe place where you can confess your worst mommy sins and still feel like you're killing the mommy game. This is Mama Said with Jamie and Jenna. On today's episode, we have Debbie Zeichner, a parenting coach who coached us, and she's so wonderful. I can't wait for you guys to hear this episode about power struggles with your kids. Um, she really kept it real. She really did. The real, 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 real. Let's talk about the real, real. Do Shall it. we, Jay? Okay. Start. So you've heard us talk about it before. The real, real is the leading reseller of authenticated luxury consignment from top designers like Louis Vuitton, Gucci, Rolex, Cartier, and hundreds more at up to 90% off retail. You, you can got. shop and consigns women and men's luxury fashion, fashion, streetwear, as well as fine jewelry, watches, art, and home. And let me tell you, I consigned so many of my items and the, the process, first of all, free, the white glove process coming... Getting oh, I didn't the know stuff. It's free. Yes. Then they uh, they have their their people that they authenticate to make sure that it's up to their standards, and then they mail the things they don't want back for free. Then they take all the pictures. They update me when things are sold. I can do direct deposit or check. That's amazing. It's so, it's so, so easy. And so, easy. so you could do that, or you know, there's uh, stores. Yeah. You know there's one in LA. So there's one in Soho or West Hollywood. Um, and, and you could go and shop things there. Yes. So shop incredible. in store, online, or on the app and receive $25 off your first purchase as well as 20% off select items when you use the promo code REAL. So that's realreal.com. Promo code REAL for 20% off select items. You're listening to Mama Said with Jamie and Jenna. Hello, hello. Welcome to Mama Said. I'm Jamie. And I'm Jenna. Hello. Uh, hope everybody's doing good. Let's get to it, Jenna. You want to go first? Mommy win. <laughs> Mommy fail. Okay, so for my win, um, I have booked. Um, a, uh, did I do this already? A girls trip? Did no, you haven't this? talked about it yet. Um, I booked a girls trip, and I, I I think I've touched on really just wanting to to do it for a long time um and i kind of pulled the trigger when my kids both had the flu last week and i hadn't slept in like i'm not exaggerating i i did not sleep for six days um no one slept a full night there were like hour increments but it was my daughter just had the flu but then on top of it had an ear infection so she literally couldn't lay down and you know she was sleeping on top of me i pulled out the backpack again anyway so i was like that's it i'm booking my flight yes and I booked my flight and two of my girlfriends were on board and then like more are starting to be on board and we're, you know, all just going to go away for a long weekend and it's going to be amazing and I'm just, I'm stoked and I'm, I'm happy and it, you know, it took two little really sick kids and a really tired mama to pull the trigger. Um, Sometimes that's what it is. Yeah, takes. but I'm, I'm really excited. On the flip side, so that's my mommy win. Mommy fail on the flip side is that I feel really guilty because I'm not going with my husband and I know that he needs a break and it's not like, and here's the thing, like girls trips are, are financially better because we don't have to pay for yeah. a nanny to watch our kids. Um, my parents won't do it. I love them, but they're just not going to watch the two kids. 
no one in my family will. I have to pay someone. And it's expensive to go on a trip we want to go to, plus pay the nanny. So, like, for us, it's like, and I always tell my husband, I'm like, you go to Vegas. Like, take a night. Like, go with your boys to wherever you want to go. He he's a bit more lazy. He wants to, but he doesn't. He's not he proactive. He did just go to India. Well, that was work. Okay. He go, he travels a lot for work. Um, and that's another reason why I just like want to go because you know he's You've such been a, alone a lot. Yeah, I've been alone a lot. And he's like a badass hard worker, but you know I want to get away too. So I feel very guilty that um we're not going away. We are going somewhere in June together, but that's not for a while. So I think I'm going to plan just like a staycation for us for nice. one night. Um, I, I really do. I, I feel shitty that he's not involved and he needs a break so badly. But sorry, babe, like I had to do this. It's it's going to be cheaper and less expensive. And, and you're going to enjoy it. I already got him um, a babysitter tw- like for two days, a couple hours while I was gone. So he's covered. OK, yeah. there you go. Yeah. Okay, well, my win is I made it through an entire week with my husband being gone. It's not easy, but we did it with uh, everyone still standing and well and alive. Um, My fail is um, I've found that the more I work and the busier I am and the more I need my nanny around, um, the more Jack asks for her. And I know this is like all ego based, but it really uh, bugs me. Mm-hmm. Like when he wakes up from a nap and I canceled a meeting or purposely race home so I can be the one that's there. And I'm so excited for him to be so excited to see me. And he, I come in his room and he's like, where's Maria? It kills me. And I know it's just because that was like what he was used to for the past couple of days. Um, I, I'm not handling it well. It's really hard it on me. Very I'm personally. taking it so personally. You always have. He doesn't cry when I leave. like Because literally for the past six days, I've had to work a lot. Yeah. And it's... And I'm so used to him, like, reaching for me and needing me. And as soon as I'm home, like, not wanting anybody else but me. And, like, I know it's healthier for it to be this beautiful balance because if I do want to continue to be out there and act and get on a series and do all this kind of stuff, Mm -hmm. like obviously I would rather him be with somebody that he adores and loves, but um, I don't know. I just don't handle it well. I have a question for you. When, when I, so you know, just to give you, our Debbie is sitting here. Yes, our our guest is here. We're making her listen to this on purpose. (laughs) When I'm with my children, a lot and when I actually have to leave like at night and they're like clinging on to me I get annoyed I'm like ah just let me go please like let me go oh, I'm the opposite um, and I was gonna say do you ever like when it's it's really hard a lot of the, even when I drop my son off at school like they don't make it easy for me my daughter's easier my son does not make it easy for me to leave and I, I don't get pissed but I'm just like oh my god like get me out of here and oftentimes I leave with him crying and then right when I shut the door he's fine it's like a shtick that he does Well, um, with, and I get annoyed did you ever get annoyed when with that Bo cling- Okay. With Bo, I get annoyed when he does that because he's six and a half, and I just want to be like, "Dude, but did you he get always it? I'm do hard. that? No. Okay. It's been re- it's been recent. We're get- let's just take a break and come back because I feel like we need to involve Debbie yeah. <laughs> in this. We're going to be right back with Debbie Zeichner, a parent coach and mindfulness educator. Um, God, we all could use that in our parenting to talk yeah. all about power struggles with children. We know I have them. Me too. Um, so we will be right back. So I was sitting on carpool line, and if I don't get there early enough, you know that 
your girl stuck for a good 20 yeah. minutes yeah. waiting to pick up Bo. What do so you do? I found a new game called Best Fiends. Can you it's, tell me about it? Yes. It's a casual game that anyone can play, but mostly made for adults. And I just passed level 40. What? So you need to start playing it to understand what I'm saying. And it's so fun, easy to pass the time while I'm there. What keeps me invested is the characters, challenging and fun puzzles. You know I love puzzles. I buy puzzle books all the time. So the fact that I can do this and pass the time, it's been awesome. Yeah, and I'm not on level 40 yet, but um, it's just, it's so bright. The colors are bright and it's visually stimulating. And it's... and they update the game monthly. So there's yes. always new levels. So you never feel like you master it and you've done. Exactly. So you guys have to check this out. Engage your brain with fun puzzles and collect tons of cute characters. Trust me, with over 100 million downloads, this five-star rated mobile puzzle game is a definite must-play. Yes, so download Best Fiends free on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R. Best Fiends. This is Mama Said with Jamie and Jenna. Okay, we're back. Our guest today is Debbie Zeichner, a licensed clinical social worker, parent coach, and mindfulness educator who has specialized in working with parents and families for over 20 years. Inspired by her own parenting challenges, Debbie began a quest to educate herself and others on positive, mindful approaches to support healthy and connected family relationships. Please welcome Debbie. Hi, Thank Debbie. you so much for Thank being here. Thank you so much for having Thanks me. Thanks for coming down up. Thanks for coming up yeah. from San Diego. Yes. Yeah. Just breezy. for this. Okay. Yeah. So Great. before we sel- selfishly and come up to the mic so we can okay. get, you have to get intimate with it. Okay. Uh, before Hello. we selfishly start asking about our own <laughs> issues at home, um, can you tell us how you fell into this practice? Like what, what were you dealing with and what led you to be this, have this wonderful job? So my background is as a therapist, as Mm -hmm. I was starting to tell Jenna. My background is as a therapist, and I always say, you know, I worked with a lot of couples. I did a lot of parenting work prior to having kids, and so I always say I was the perfect parent until I had kids. (laughs) That's so funny. I thought I had it all figured out. And then basically what happened is that I had my first, my son is now 13. Yeah. And, you know, I had all this knowledge in my head about what to do. And I just really early on figured out it was just not as easy as I thought it was going to be. Right. Here was this baby. I'm like, I have no idea what to do. Like all the stuff I knew just completely went out the window and I felt like a hot mess. Mm -hmm. And I just had a lot of anxiety and I wanted to get it right and I didn't know what to do. And there was all the stuff swirling in my head. So that's when I just dove in. I dove into parenting, to positive parenting. I got trained in a couple of courses just so that I could figure it out. I still don't have it figured out. I don't think any of us have it it figured out. Um, But that's what really got me into it was that I just felt so challenged. I just felt so much anxiety. And I thought I need to I need to learn more. I need to know and have those tools. And that that must be scary when you're an expert in something, but you can't figure it out yourself. Mm -hmm. It's like that weird. Well, that probably makes you connected to your clients more because and honestly, to me, that would make me trust you more because Mm -hmm. you're like, you're not just an expert that's like, do this, this, this. Yeah. You're like, I get it. It's mm-hmm. hard. Mm-hmm. I get it. It's hard. <laughs> it's really yeah. hard. And there's even that pressure because I am this quote unquote right. expert. And well, that's then, what I was saying. That must be really, yeah. you know, yeah. so, hard to live up to. How do you, so let's say Jenna and I are coming in to speak mm-hmm. to you. Like mm-hmm. what, where do we begin? How, how do you start this like approach to mindfulness parenting. So back from my therapy days, I mean, I really start by just gathering history. I mean, just understanding I mean, everything from, you know, pregnancy history and early childhood history, because sometimes there's the things that 
you know, went on either in, in our pregnancy or stress that we had that impacts us today. And mm -hmm. so just learning a little bit more about that. And then we dive into all the challenges. Mm -hmm. So it's like, all right, let's just get it out. Let's hear everything. So we talk all about the challenges. Then we spend time on what works, what's working, what's not working. What Do you see the children a lot too? I don't. You I don't. don't. I really don't. Unless it's just it's very rare that I will see the kids. A lot mm -hmm. of times parents will say, can you come and observe? Yeah. Right. And so in theory, I always think that sounds fantastic. Yeah. And what I explain to parents is that oftentimes, you know, when you think about it, if I'm coming to observe you and you're with your kids, that's a lot. That's like stressful. Sure. Right? No, I never mean, like you're never me. Exactly. You're you not going to act really probably how you would genuinely yeah. act because you're the awareness that somebody's observing you and the kids too it's not right. like a true reflection yeah. right it's just not it's just not really accurate so but are you able to see through because i feel like uh, i could come in and talk about every all my issues with Bo, my mm -hmm. six-year-old mm -hmm. but i'm you know there's two sides to every story so i'm sure that there's a million things i'm doing wrong that i'm not seeing what he's needing so are you able to see right through the, what the parents are talking about yeah. okay yeah and i like to if if there are two parents in the picture i like to meet with both parents i actually make that a requirement mm -hmm. and a lot of parents will say no i'm just going to come in by myself i, say, I, I can't yeah. see you like yeah. we have to have both there if, if if nothing else so that each person feels supported of course. Because we're doing this with somebody else, assuming that we're, we're you know, in relationships. Right. So I think that's really important. What is mindfulness parenting? So I, I do both. I do I do mindfulness parenting, and then I teach positive discipline. That's, that's my background. Okay. So mindful parenting is really about having this true presence with your child. So really seeing your child. You know, so often we're multitasking. Yes. We're doing 10 different things, and our kids pick up on that. Mm -hmm. And that's when we tend to see this acting out. Mm -hmm. yes. So that mindfulness piece is really just about that presence. You know, putting I see away your you. Phone. I get you putting away your phone. Yeah, I'm sure that's a big aspect as of it. As hard as that is. Yeah. You know, just and, – and even recognizing when we're not present. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. So that's that's a big I mean there's it's so much more than that but I think of at course. the heart of it that's what it's really about is that we take for granted how that how how much that presence truly impacts our kids yes. because yeah. at the end of the day all of us I mean we as parents and our kids really want to feel seen and heard yeah. and understood yeah. and accepted and when we're kind of all over the place they can't experience that. I feel like at the end of a t and at the end of a day mm -hmm. what gets me feeling like all those anxious, anxiety, guilty feelings is that when I'm in the throes of multitasking because I have a 2-year-old and a 6 and a half year old their needs are very different mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. And I, it's almost like I have to hyperfocus more on the 2-year-old because he needs me to do that side of stuff and like I, I try and divide and do one-on-one -on -one time with my six-year-old mm -hmm. as much mm -hmm. as I can. But, mm -hmm. like, in the multitasking, I get more frustrated with him because I know he could help me. But at the same time, he's a small child. And But when I – especially when I am alone, like, if I lose my patience, it's on him. And at the end of the day, like, I feel terrible because while in the moment it feels like it's all on him – at the end of the day, it's all on me, and it's my responsibility. And I I feel like even if I had so many moments of positive discipline and mindfulness parenting, those few moments where I lost my temper or wasn't as patient as I could have been, I feel like I've ruined it all. Mm. And I don't – I just feel like I'm kind of in this hamster wheel of this, like, up and down, up and down, and I'm really struggling with mm. it. 
So mm-hmm. what what advice do you have for me? <laughs> well, first I would say you're not alone. I think yeah. every parent, myself included, feels like this. Like we are just going and doing and one needs us more than the other. And then the one that needs us, we're there, but then we feel guilty and badly about the one who's not getting our attention. And he's saying things lately too. He's saying mm-hmm. like, I wish I was Jack. Mm-hmm. I wish I was just two years old. Mm-hmm. Or he'll say, he never gets in trouble. And I'm like, but Bo, he's a baby. Like, yeah. I, mommy has certain rules and you're not listening to them. Like, he has, he doesn't understand anything yet. And I, I don't, I feel like I'm crazy for thinking that he could understand that. Well, so here's where mindfulness comes in. Here's where positive discipline comes in is that, you know, one of the things that we talk so much about in positive discipline is connection. It all comes down to connection. And we say connection before correction. So in that moment when he's saying to you, which is so beautiful that he's actually able to articulate, I wish I was, you know, he's, Mm -hmm. that's amazing, as opposed to acting it all out, which I'm sure there's a piece of that too. So in those moments, the most helpful thing and useful thing that you can do is first take a breath. You know what, sweetie? I know. I know. Sometimes it's really hard. Sometimes you wish you could be the baby again. Sometimes it must be really hard to be a big brother. Mm -hmm. Oh. I get it. Thank you so much for telling me that. Hmm. Oh, I'm crying. I feel so bad. Yeah. So it's just seeing him. Yeah. Right? Because so often that na- there's that natural instinct in us to say, no, but it's the baby. You know, like, right, right, We all right, do that right. so instinctively. Yeah. And when we can just take that moment, even just for us, even just to like, give yourself some self-compassion, like, God, this is a really hard moment right now. And then just try your best to empathize with where he is. Yeah. Like almost putting yourself in his shoes. Yeah. And then it's like, so he may not get exactly what he wants, but he gets a parent who understands him. Mm -hmm. So then it's it's kind of like, you know, he can just sit back. Totally. I think though, so I, like any free moment I have, or especially when the baby's napping, like, Bo has, I, I'll do everything. I'll mm-hmm. sit and he loves to do drawing tutorials and I'll sit with him on YouTube for an hour and a half and we'll they'll teach us how to draw Sonic the Hedgehog and all this kind of <laughs> stuff. And we do mommy Bo dates and all that kind of stuff. Awesome. But I get frustrated then when then when Jack comes into the picture, anything else, I'm like, I want to be like, but don't you know how much time I just spent with you? It's like it all goes out the window. I can't expect that for him to have that perspective, right? It's hard. I mean, there's some kids, especially at these young ages, it feels like we can never fill them enough. Ever. That's Bo. Yeah. feels like we can never fill them enough. So I think it's just reminding yourself and knowing in your heart that you're doing the very best that you can. Yeah. Like you're doing the best that you can. And he doesn't need you to be perfect. He doesn't need you. That's a lot to live up to, Yeah, having How, this perfect parent. What kind of language can we use, like, if we're if parents like me have like kids like this that are like it I, I sometimes have said to him like Bo is it ever enough like <laughs> it's just like we'll come home from Disneyland and he'll be like what now and I'm yeah. like what I know I know, you know? I, I think it's just that acknowledgement again right okay it's almost just reflecting back you know gosh I know you wish we could keep playing and you wish we could go to Disneyland right now and it's just you just want to go 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 and I get that I know I wish we could too and Right now, mommy has to do this, or mommy has right. to say, hey, bud, do you want to help me? God, you know what? I could really use your help. Do you want to do, help me 
cut up lettuce to make dinner, or do you want to put napkins on the table and help me set the table? It's they up to love you decide. responsibility. They love huh? responsibility because he wants to feel connected. No, it's okay. Go on. He, he yeah. wants to, at the end of the day, all of us, and especially our kids, want to feel the sense of belonging, mm-hmm. that connection, and significance, that I they f- matter. I yeah. feel like there is a certain amount of tools that are just so simple and easy that I never remember to do. Yes. Like, in the like, moment. In the moment. Like, taking a breath and, like, just resetting. I never remember to do that. Um I've been getting really frustrated or annoyed with my son lately because he asks a million questions and I have to, you know, I, I can never get ready. And he's a, he's like, can you do this for me again? She can do this for me. Could you do this for me? And actually, there was a time about a few months ago where I was really raising my voice a lot. I've stopped doing that and it has helped so much. Mm-hmm. I think I was just tired and mm-hmm. frustrated. Mm-hmm. And I've kind of stopped doing that. And I've noticed that the the tantrums are cut in half, mm-hmm. obviously, because when I'm yelling at him, he's just getting more frustrated, and then he gets sad, and then he goes, "You're mean to me." Um, <laughs> Tugs at but the I know, I know. But um, but there's these certain tools that are so mm-hmm. important, like asking for help. I I never remember to do that, and it means the world to them, mm-hmm. and it starts a good conversation with them. They're learning new things, like even pulling up a, a step stool to the kitchen sink and having them help you wash. Yeah dishes like I did that this morning with Daisy she goes help you help you and I was like oh she really wants to help me like she sees me doing this and I'm just like ignoring her I should just involve her and there's just so many small little tools Mm -hmm. that I never remember to do the littlest mundane moments of things you need to get done easier what are some Mm -hmm. of those other tools like I know taking a deep breath when you're in an anxious moment or or you know um a moment of mm-hmm. screaming or annoyance mm-hmm. with your children, mm-hmm. taking a breath, um, asking them for help. Like, what are some other mm-hmm. like tips and tricks that could really involve the kids, but also stop a tantrum? And so that acknowledgement's going to be first and foremost, and then oftentimes just even offering them a choice. Yeah, choices. Yeah, you know, choices because of that need, that real core hardwired hardwired need to feel yeah. that sense of significance. Like, we, I matter. You yeah. care what I. Th- think I have an idea you know and Mm -hmm. and at that age at these young ages they're just full of ideas and their imaginations are so full so just being able to ask them is also so beautiful too because when you think about it when we ask and that's another tool that we use especially as kids get older is doing more asking than telling Mm -hmm. so for example when you want to make a request it's not do you want to go to the store or you know but it's what needs to go on your feet right now so we can get out the door Instead of go get your shoes on. Yeah. Right? I actually do choices with my son. It doesn't work. Mm. He'll he'll say that one and then Mm -hmm. he'll put them on. He'll say, actually, I changed my mind. And that's when shit hits the fan. You go, actually, I'm changing my mind. Actually, I'm changing my mind. I've talked about this in the podcast before. Like, it's gotten better. But. but, Yeah. yeah. And phases, right? Phases. Phases. Yeah. Yeah. But that asking more than you tell is really helpful because also when you think about it, when you ask a child a question. Yeah their brain has to stop and think of an answer. Mm, so, so it takes smart. them out of that. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's a way to build these decision-making skills, yeah. problem-solving skills, critical thinking skills. So, like, you're building their brains as you do that, Yeah. right? And then yeah. when you forget, you can always do a do-over. Yeah. It's, oh, you know what? Yeah. I don't like the way I handle that. Can I have a do-over? Yeah. Let me try that again. And kids love do-overs, it's right? So- and do you think it's healthy for them to hear us say, like, 
I made a mistake. Yes, absolutely. I've, I've been apologizing lately. <laughs> How a much lot is too to much? <laughs> because I am sorry, mm-hmm. and I I haven't been my best mommy to him. And I feel like he's been so emotional lately and like I'm sitting here reflecting Mm -hmm. and I feel so terrible. And I also have this terrible thing in my head where like I've heard like their personality is fully developed by age six. And I'm like, I f***ed him up then. Is there no turning back from this? Um, But before we address that, because I do want you to address that, he has started apologizing. Mm-hmm. Like if he's hit his brother and I get upset with him or he's done something, he'll come over later and be like, I'm sorry, mommy. Mm-hmm. And I'll be like, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Like, so I feel like I've maybe taught him that it's okay to make a mistake when you apologize. And take responsibility and for take it. Responsibility. Right? And so when you make that mistake, it's, you know what? I, I, I'm so sorry I yelled at you today. And that, you know what? That wasn't okay. Yeah. And next time. Here's what I need to do. Next time I'm going to walk out of the room and take a deep breath. Next time I'm going to count to 10. Next time, right? So then it's like, wait, when you're upset, you don't have to yell? Wait, right. what, what is she doing? Wait, right. she's breathing? What's that? Yeah. Right? So it's it's taking that responsibility and teaching them that accountability. You know, because so often parents will make their kids apologize. Yeah. Right? right. Go say you're sorry to John. Right. right? And that's not really, we're not really modeling that sense of true accountability. Mm-hmm. Right? That makes sense. Okay, we had like a really rough day yesterday, mm. the two of us. And I mean, even his nanny was saying like he was on one today. But um, and we're at the point where I said, I was like, Bo, I think you and mommy need a break from each other because mm. I don't want to argue with you anymore. And that and he lost it even more. Mm. And then he came into my room and he's like, I'm just a bad kid. Aww. I'm the worst. And I was like, that is not true. You're I tell you all the time that you're so wonderful, but you're not making great choices right now. But then he still kept saying that over and over again. What mm. it, does that mean something is, when they're saying that? Are they needing something specific from me? I think they're just they go through these phases and who knows what happened that day at school. Yeah. And I think at the end of the day, he's looking for the connection, you know, right. and those are the moments where you can just say, you know what? I really need a hug. How about you? <gasps> I really need a hug. And sometimes that just brings it back. Oh, I yeah, love that it's so much. That con- it's that connection. You know what we should do? We should like print something out in our house and frame it that says like, I really need a hug or something. Yeah. Just a, a reminder mm-hmm. that that's what you could go back to, that little saying, and it'll yes. bring it back to square one. Yes. Um, do we have to take a break? Or we're going to take a question. Okay. We're going to take a quick okay. break and we'll be back with Jenna's question. Okay. We'll be right back. What's HelloFresh, Jenna? Um, Let me tell you. First of all, it is delicious. But anyway. So good. Okay. So do you want mouth-watering seasonal recipes? Duh. And pre-measured ingredients delivered right to your door? Obviously. Then you need HelloFresh. It's America's number one meal kit. And there's something for everyone. Yep. It includes low-calorie, vegetarian, family-friendly recipes every week. They're five-star. Let me tell you. That's amazing. I ate a lot of my beef tostadas. Oh, me too. Oh, they so were so good. good. Oh my god, that's exact. It was so good. Okay, so save time. We all need to save time. We're we know mamas. Jenna's Jenna's not like very good cook, but it's, it's all pre portioned pictures, recipe cards. If you mess this up, then there's something wrong with you. Let no. me tell you. And you can add extra meals or lunches to your weekly order, and throw in yummy sides and desserts like garlic bread and cookie dough. It's so good. So you guys, um, you must try this. Go to uh, HelloFresh.com slash 10Mama and use code 10Mama, M-A-M-A, for 10 free meals, including free shipping. Yes. So go to HelloFresh.com slash 10Mama and use code 10Mama for 10 free meals, including free shipping. And now back to Mama Said with Jamie and Jenna. 
question about complimenting both kids and saying things mm. at the same time. Often, and I'm, you know, it's kind of like when in sports, you know, if they lose, a lot of people are like, don't give them the trophy if they lose, you know, like, mm-hmm. um, and I'm into that. Like, I don't, I feel like, you know, if you lose, it's a good lesson. Um, but kind of the same thing happens in a household. Like if I, if Daisy does something really cute, I'll be like, oh my God, you're so cute. And then I instantly feel guilty that I'm not saying Milo's so cute. Mm. I don't run and, and do it equally, but I remember that I'm gushing and gooing over Daisy and I do it at a different time with Milo. Do you do you have to be cognizant of that? Like, do you, you know, there's, I mean, she's a baby. She does really <laughs> cute things. She's two. Um, Milo is adorable too. He does different things. But is Milo, he's four, are they picking up on that? Like, um, do you have to kind of keep it even keeled as far as complimenting and... But then does that take you into the whole, like, it's Daisy's birthday and Milo needs well, to get a present well, too? Well, so I don't do that. Like, that's a good thing to bring up. So it was just Daisy's birthday. Mm-hmm. And um, and we explained to Milo, on your birthday, Daisy doesn't get a present. He was cool with it. He was like, great. Um, Bo had a hard time. That's a whole other thing, the present thing, especially with Hanukkah. Like the eight mm. uh, next year, I'm not doing eight presents. That created a shit <laughs> show in my did, house. That's why we stopped doing Hanukkah. To be oh honest, oh my god, we just did one next year I'm doing one big. <laughs> one. It was yep, it was a lot, and then he, he started mm. expecting presents, and then when you know he would sleep in his bed, and I want a present, and I want a present. Um, but anyway, so that's a good example. Yeah. I, I personally don't think that's a good thing to do. And I want to know your expert opinion with the complimenting. With the com- with the complimenting, like do I or have just to be feeling crazy like you have it? to keep things even? Yeah, for them? I mean, I think it's impossible to keep things even. It yeah. really is. I mean, there are some kids who do kind of keep track, right? And yeah, and and they'll let you know in yeah. in their own way mm-hmm. that they're needing something. Yeah, and when they do let you know, that's a when time to-, to say thank you so much for letting me know. You know, but I mean, I think it's useful. To, it's hard to like keep track. I mean, you're human, course, and you're going to have course. these yeah. moments. And yeah. I think that we do our best to see each of our kids. You know, yeah. yeah. Um, I've actually about you know. A month ago or two, um, my husband, if we were to bicker, we really try hard like to not raise our voice. But it, you know, during I've noticed that when the kids are sick, which they really never are, the flu, we both had the flu. Mm. Everyone had the flu in our house. It got really, really nasty. Yeah. Everyone was tired. Neil and I were arguing. We were arguing in front of the kids. And twice Milo said, Dad, stop being mean to mommy. Don't talk to her Aww. like that. And I was like, uh-oh, like he's now listening. I mean, they always listen, but now he's mm-hmm. really picking up on it. He's picking up on your tone of voice, picking up on my tone of voice. He said it to me the like the other way. Mommy, don't say that to daddy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it throws me for a loop. It, like mm-hmm. It's a dagger in my mm-hmm. heart. Um, what do you say to a kid if they've experienced your you guys, the parents fighting. Well, I think even in that moment to just even say, oh my gosh, you know what? Thank you so much for letting me know. We didn't even realize that we were doing that. Thanks, but you're right. We shouldn't be talking to each other this way. That's not kind. That's when I feel like that's when I feel like I've ruined him. I'm like, oh my god, he's gonna think that we're like um, an awful couple and we fight all the time, and we don't. But in that moment, I'm like, I've ruined him forever. Well, no, and I think it's even acknowledging. You know what? I must that that must have been hard, and sometimes that's scary when you hear adults yelling. You know what? Mommy and daddy love each other so much, and we made a mistake today. You know, we yeah. let our big feelings take over, mm. and sometimes that happens. And yeah. we love you, and we love each other, 
and we're going to be talking about what we can do differently next time. Yeah. Right. So I think even just letting, I think it's that acknowledgement that's just so powerful. It's everything to them. Yeah. It's powerful. It's so funny. Whenever Neil and I kiss in front of the kids, they're like, their faces light up and it's like, yeah, it is sweet to watch them. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, oh my God, do it again. It's really Wait till they're older. My son's like, oh, get out of the way. I know. And by the way, I was raised by my mom being like, ew, no kissing, like Mm. covering the TV when people kiss. So like, I have to, I'm like the anti that. I'm yeah. the opposite. Oh. Like, let the love flow. Yes. <laughs> Are there any other common problems that maybe Jenna and I haven't brought up that you see in your practice that some of our mamas that are listening um, can feel like you, we've touched on and maybe you can give some advice about? Well, and I think it, it's the power struggles is one of the biggest things, right. which is that, that push-pull, right? Um, I need you to go take a shower. No, I'm not taking a shower. You know, just like yes. how we, how parents get into that. And that's one of the things that I think parents come to me the most with is this, they'll say, you know, my kids are so defiant. My yes. kids right. aren't listening. Yeah. Right. And so I think it's learning how to reframe and reframe that defiance to it's our kids. Some kids are willful and yeah. kids want to be heard and they want to be seen and they don't have a lot of power. I mean, when you right. think about yeah. it, from the Poor moment things. they wake up in the morning yeah. to the time They're they go to bed to at night, yeah. what to do, when to do it, how to do it, where to do it, why to do it. Yeah. So it's no wonder at a certain point they're like, yeah, I'm out. Yeah, yeah of course. I'm out. So I think wherever we can find ways to offer them choices, uh-huh. find ways to empower them, and to really understand that, you know, when we're asking them to, when we're making a request... Mm-hmm. And they have to switch from something else. That's a transition. Mm-hmm. Transitions are really, really hard. I mean, they're hard for adults, but they're really, yeah, both, really hard for both kids. Both teachers have told me that yeah. the transition mm-hmm. in his school is That's very hard for him. Yes. It's very hard for him to, like, wrap something up and go to something else. What does so he do? Normal. Does he so fight normal. it? Well, he just acts out a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so we started at home. We, we had, I addressed it with him. And we started, like, when he starts acting out, I'll be like, transition, Bo. Mm-hmm. Let's try to do transition. Transition. He'll be like, "Oh yeah, okay, mm-hmm. okay." So I've, I think when I pointed out, as opposed to like reprimanding him for acting out and just be like, "It's transition, Bo," mm-hmm. and knock on wood, it's been a couple of weeks since I've heard anything from school. Great, great, yes, great. Um, I've, I, th- when I need Milo to take a bath, or I'm trying to think of, you know, as uh, those whatever. daily power yeah, struggles. Those day- I have started to tell him about 20 minutes earlier. Mm-hmm. And that has helped Countdowns? tremendously. Mm. I'm just like, I'm warning you that mommy's going to tell you to take a bath in 20 minutes, but I don't want any arguing yes. because I have to do it because I want you to go to bed and feel good for the next day. It's really started to help. Mm-hmm. The, the I've warning. had to do that too. With Bo, I was like, you have 10 more minutes yeah. of TV this morning and then you have to get dressed. You're not going to give mommy a problem. We don't have to argue. And he's like, no. I was like, you know it's 10 minutes. And mm-hmm. I set timers yeah. so that I, I don't I, get blamed mm-hmm. because he'll be like, it wasn't 10 minutes. Yes. I'm like, yeah, or they can even off. say we have ten more minutes until we have to go. Do you want to set the timer? or Do you want mommy to set the timer? Okay, so to even give so them more, it's empowering. Yeah, yeah, right? it's empowering. And then and then recognizing that there might be that time where my yeah. was like, oh, I don't want to do that. Of course. Yeah. At yeah. which point, some of us will say, but I said we have to do it, and we talked about it. And we you know we go into this yeah. whole logical sure. brain when our kids are in an emotional brain. So when our kids are in their oh, emotional brain, we have to meet them with our emotional brain, Ooh. which is like, I know, buddy, it's so hard. You wish you could keep playing here. You don't want to go take a bath right now. I totally get it. He just wants to it. feel felt and yeah. heard. Yeah. You're having so much fun doing this and it's bath time. Yeah. So yes. right now I can carry you to the bath 
or you can walk to the bath yeah. or we can be cheetahs and go to the bath or we, you know. Mm. So again, it's that I know this isn't. Oh my God, that's so cute. Be cheetahs and I go know, to the right? bath. I never so think smart. of stuff like that. That's so cute. That's really, that one's a good talking about <gasps> tips. That's a really good one. Like what when, animal should we be to go to the bath tonight? Yeah, or oh when you God. have to get out the door. Yeah. So when my kids were younger, we would, I talked to them about um, having a cheetah day and a turtle day. Cute. So I would say, what? tell me about a cheetah. What are cheetahs? Like, what do they do? They're like, oh, they're so fast. And, you know, I'm like, yes, they're so so, so fast. Yeah. How about turtles? What are turtles? Like, oh, they're really slow. Yeah. So we talk about, you know, especially on those mornings where I was really rushed or I had an yeah. early, you know, client I had to see, I would say, okay, tomorrow is going to be a cheetah day. That is so, so what do we need to remember it. in the morning about what we do on cheetah days? We yeah. have to be really fast. Yeah. Okay. We have to be really fast. I really need your help. And then other days I would say, you know, guess what? Like a Saturday Today, or Sunday. <laughs> today's a turtle day. Yeah. You get to just chill and hang out. and, and it, so, I love that. So that's helpful. Yes. So, what is your take on TV in the morning? Because my kids wake up early mm-hmm. and we don't leave till 840. So if they're up at six and we're not leaving till 840... I can't not do TV in the morning. Like I just, I, I need grew to get up like dressed. that. I feel like it's okay. It, is there a limit on it? I mean, like it's it just. So I listen. I'm all about you know. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Like it's not going to be like that forever. Yeah. It's not yeah, yeah. like they're going to sit there watching TV for two hours every. For and the it's rest not of like life. they're going to wake up at six for for the no, rest of their life. No, I mean, it's not. So yeah. I would say give yourself a break. It's okay. Mm-hmm. You're not doing damage. You yeah. know, the American Academy of Pediatrics has their recommendations. Right. They say you have to do what's best for you and what's best for your family. Yeah. yeah. And there are some yeah. mornings where they need to sit there for however long. Yeah. And I think we just have to let it go. I think yeah. we're so hard on ourselves. Yeah. Really, we are. really hard on ourselves. And our kids, they're they're okay. They're yeah. going to be okay. The kids are all right. Before we wrap up this segment... Could you possibly address what I talked about in our opening? Um, I don't know if it falls under your specific field of expertise, but like what I'm dealing with with my two-year-old, like not wanting me all the time Mm -hmm. anymore or not needing me because he has so much fun with his nanny, which is obviously what I want. Mm -hmm. And I want this balance of like working and being with them. And I work so hard. Mm -hmm. And I've said like I count hours where like I make sure I get like enough time with them. I'll sacrifice so much of my own life to be present for them when I can. But Mm -hmm. it's like it's it's really, really hard for me right now. I, I don't think, know how to like reframe it for yeah. myself. And I think it just goes back to that not – we take so much personally. Yeah. And that it's really not about you, right? Um, and I think it's just recognizing and, and cherishing and having those moments when you can have those moments, mm-hmm. right? And I think it's also a really positive thing that he's really connected to your nanny. Sure. Right? Because sometimes we leave – He speaks like, oh, fluent man. Spanish to her. Yeah. He doesn't like it's bananas. Like they have their own thing. Yeah. But also, I think it's because I see Bo, and Bo had all his young, young life just with me. Mm -hmm. That he is so connected with me that like he he only wants me, Mm -hmm. and will voice that all the time. And Jack used to be the way, but now that Jack's like cool with me leaving and stuff, I just. Well, the funny thing is, who knows if when you're leaving and he's with your nanny, where's mommy? Mm-hmm. I want mommy, right? right. So, so I think it just the well, no, she tell, but she, here's the thing: she'll t- like last week before yeah. I started getting busy, she'd be like, oh, a whole time Jack just says, go see mama, go see mama. But then this week she's like, he didn't ask for you at all. So I'm like, <laughs> oh, gosh. Geez, but that, man, but that's so that's great that he's adjusting yes. to whatever you're yes. throwing at him. See, I think you should. 
spin it. I mean, like I've gotten, I've gone home and they've been like, "Where's Janeth? We want mm-hmm. Janeth." And I like chuckle and I'm like, "Oh, I'll bring her back. Right. I'll, I'll, I'll bring her back. Uh, don't worry about that. I'll, I'll, I'm happy to go get a manicure right now." Right. Um. But I don't. I'm not out of the house as much as you. Like I, yeah. I don't work as much as you. So yeah. it's so different. I can't really put myself in your position. But what I can say is you should spin it. And like she said, you're so lucky that he has a connection with the nanny. And when he's not with you, he's definitely missing you. Mm -hmm. And he's probably a creature of habit. Like that week. He's very in the moment. Yeah. So when the nanny was there and you're in there, he's not saying like, I don't want you. He's saying, what happened to her? Right. Where's my schedule? Because they're so routine, right? And scheduled. So it's almost like a transition. Yeah. Yeah. Like, wait, you're here. Well, where is she? You know, it's it's almost more like concrete almost. Yeah. I bet you when he's even more verbal, he'll be like, oh my God, what happened to so-and-so? You're back at home. Like, you know what I mean? Right. I think it's we attach our thoughts and our stories onto what that simple, oh, where's... Completely. Yeah. Where is she? Yeah. Yeah. And then we all of a sudden take that to mean something so much bigger. So much bigger. And if you could remind yourself, okay, he's just asking where she is. Okay. And I I think also you need to know that you're doing an amazing job. And I think that's where a lot of it comes from. You're just scared that he's feeling a certain way. And you're like projecting. Yeah. But you need to be comfortable and happy knowing that you are the best mom. I've never met a busier mom that spends more time with their family, uh, takes care of both kids all while juggling everything. So you have this notion in your mind that you're not doing enough and you're doing more than enough. And I feel like when you realize that, you'll stop being scared that Jack doesn't want you yeah it's i think it, it starts with you for and, sure and i know i mean I'm, it's not like this is groundbreaking but i'm just saying you need to really know that you're the best mom oh, and you. your kids feel it mm-hmm. oh thank I you because you show up it's about yeah. showing up for them and mm-hmm. that's what they need more than anything, anything. right yeah just need anyone, you to show up anyone sees that about you you need to see that about yourself yeah oh thank you and we put so much pressure on ourselves we we're do. so hard on ourselves so yeah. noticing that it's like okay i'm just i'm having a moment <sighs> it's just because i love them so much it's just right? you love mm-hmm. them so much it's all right well be- before we take another break um can you please tell everyone how they can find you because you also do mindfulness workshops right mm-hmm. at people's workplaces schools mm-hmm. i mean this is so amazing and we want our moms to learn about this Aww. you're an incredible resource so, you so where much. can they find you um so i have uh, my website debbie zeichner lcsw.com we'll have, link it on the facebook uh, okay. for you and a facebook page and an instagram page and um yeah i work with people remotely so mm, I that's have clients all. Oh yeah, yeah. Skype, do Skype. Yeah, great. exactly. Um, so I just try to make myself as accessible as I possibly can. Oh, okay. Thank well, you so we much. are going to make you stay with us to share a shitty mommy story, okay. if you don't mind. Okay. okay. So we'll be right back. Okay, I'm going to talk about Rothies first because I'm obsessed with my Jenna Rothies. Loves her leopard Rothies. They are leopard, like Jay said. They are so cozy, so comfy. I um, have told you that I wore them all over New York mm-hmm. and walked without any bloody blisters. Or you know those blisters that you get that are, like Ugh, have water duh, in them that duh, you pop. Okay, duh, I don't get duh. that with Rothies. Okay, so what what is Rothies? Jay? Rothies is a company that makes stylish shoes for women and girls out of recycled plastic water bottles they're crazy comfortable and the the chinger fully (laughs) machine washable they're stylish sustainable comfortable washable really the full not even trifecta quadfecta whatever you call it they're amazing they're comfortable they're stylish so you can go to rothys.com 
R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash mama to get your new favorite flats. Yes, comfort, style, and sustainability. These are the shoes you've all been waiting for. Head to Rothy's dot com slash mama today. You're listening to Mama Said with Jamie and Jenna. Okay, we're back. Before we share Shitty Mommy, I want to share something that Debbie just said to me during the break, which is that... <laughs> um, our kids have love tanks. Can you repeat that? Because I love that idea. Yeah, our, I just see like our kids have these little love tanks. And when they're low. And they're acting. And, and they're, that's usually when yeah, they're acting out. that's usually out. when we see more acting out and more defiance. And so those are the times that they're saying like, I need you. I need yeah. more of you. So when we fill them with that love, when we fill them with that connection, those those moments, it's like enough so they can just go on. Oh, I love that so much. And adults need that too, adults, right? Adults, we all need that. <laughs> right. We're no different. I mean, no really. Different. We're no different. Shitty mommy. Okay. We're going to share a shitty mommy. This is actually from my friend, Emily. It's short and sweet. She said, I just told my daughter she can't have a birthday party because she won't go into her gl- dance class. She begs about <laughs> all week. And for the fourth time in a row, she sits and cries outside. I'm wasting my time and my money. Aww. I mean, desperate times. We've, we've all threatened things, right? Yes. I've definitely been there. Do you have a <laughs> shitty mommy story that you could share with us? I do. I Great. do. It's actually, unfortunately, when that's still haunts me. Uh, that's what they day. do. That's why we're here oh to talk God. about it, laugh about it, and hopefully won't haunt you So anymore. when my daughter was um, a toddler, she was probably about three, we were doing swim classes. And of course, swim classes took place after preschool, after like a long when they're day tired, of preschool, right. when they're tired and exhausted. So she had gone through her swim class, and I needed to pick up food on the way home. And so I called in my order. We get to the restaurant. She's not getting out of the car. She's going ballistic. She's exhausted. I don't want to go. I mean, she's like ringing in her car. It was the worst moment. And of course, I then became so triggered and had my own adult tantrum. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, I need to eat. What do you got to get out of the car? I just started freaking out because I'm like, don't get in the way of what I need to do next. Right. And she wasn't even having it. And I just, I just totally, I just lost it. Lost it. All the things I talk about just were totally out the window. None right. of it mattered because I was like, I need my food and I need it now. Like, yeah. I'm hungry. And this was before the days of curbside pickup. Oh, God, you had to go in. No, but I couldn't go in because I couldn't leave her. Right. And she literally wouldn't get out of the car. So I call the restaurant in tears. I'm like, please, will you bring my food I've out? done that. I've done please. that. But this is, they were like, what? Yeah. You know what? I'm like, please, you don't understand. It's like some young guy behind there. Right. Like, I don't care about your three-year-old. <laughs> right. I'm like, please, I need You're like, food. I have exact change. Just take it and we'll do an exchange. I know. So, so finally they agreed and that was it. And still this day. Now she's like easy. Now she's, she's still strong-willed, but she's. Right. And I'm like, I thank God for that moment because it reminds me that it's not always like that. Right. Like the ki- who our kids are today and the way that they are now is not who they're going to be yeah. in a month or two months or six months or a year. And I think that's just – it's so relieving to know that. Right? I feel like that's from day one, right? Yeah. It's just all a phase. It's all, it's a, all phase. a phase. It's all a phase. Even yeah. the good ones. Mm-hmm. Even the good stretches. Yep. So, yep. Well, thank you so much. You were such a fabulous guest. You made Aww. me feel so much better about yeah, so too. many things. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. And we're going to leave you with a Mama Said. Remember, Mama Said, to be honest, it's okay sometimes to just be winging it. Life, motherhood, eyeliner, everything. We're all in the same boat. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to Mama Said. The Lady Gang Network is produced by Will Sterling, Steve Delamater, Kirsten Woodward, and Elizabeth Bigway. Thanks for rating and reviewing wherever you get your podcasts and tune in for new episodes every single week.